International. Uh, what's up, podcast audience? Uh, my name is Michael Good. And I'm Courtney Peterson. And we are here doing Jared McCorkle's intro for him while he watches us, um, because he's outsourcing this now, I guess. Yes, that's true. And this, uh, so we are listening to, as he <laughs> wiggles his fingers, we are doing Leading the Blind. <laughs> yeah, Leading the Blind. That's the name of the <laughs> podcast, podcast that I've totally listened to before I came on. Um, Same. Two or three. I did listen. Uh, you guys should listen to the rest of this. There's a bunch of uh, great stuff. Uh, you know, Jared said the N-word a couple times, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jared. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Save it. Right, I'm talk about it now. Save those gold. This yeah, wonderful this stuff. is... Going to Iowa. This, this, cool. is so here. this is middle of the podcast <laughs> talk, okay? This is the beginning of podcast so, talk. So riveting Iowa stories, Michael. Tell yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Those don't exist, right? Yes. Unless there's a murder. Yeah. Somebody kills yeah. somebody then. I mean, I like it, but it's, yeah, it's not like a a story. Yeah. It's either, it's either sure. like we played Boggle or someone's bleeding in a cornfield. Those are basically the, only the two, two yeah. in Iowa settings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're actually called the Boggle State. Yeah. <laughs> I know they have good ska music there. What's that? They have ska music in Iowa? Yeah, Iowa ska. I'm just kidding. Is that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about I'm either thing. How was bad. your morning, Courtney? Good. I had a great morning. I woke up at uh, 11. Then I went to McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> here I am. That's awesome. I had a good. I had a brunch. I had a good brunch with the old boyfriend. We had some amazing sex. I'll tell you all about it. We'll get. We'll get into it later. We'll so see. Yeah. <laughs> see that for the middle brunch? of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a, a gay brunch. No, it's just brunch. That's gay brunch. Oh well, I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you for being here. This is so. This is like a weird kind of episode because like one of you is the guest host and one of you is the guest. So mm-hmm. you got to just decide. We'll just like put a broken pool cue. And you guys can fight over it. Yeah. Or not. We just really do a round table. Now, the truth is I really wanted you guys on here because Courtney's leaving soon. Mm-hmm. So this feels like the last opportunity before you come back. And then we'll re-interview you then. Uh, Michael, I've been wanting to have you on since this morning. And I'm glad that... <laughs> um, <laughs> really like, and you should leave soon. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about moving because you and I talked about having you in the podcast just to talk about that, just about moving to a new scene. Yeah. So I thought we'd get into some of that. But let's mm-hmm. let's do the aerial questions first. Okay. So, Courtney, like, when did you start comedy? Um, How long has it been? It's complicated for me because I did it when I was, like, 13 for a little while. My mom took me to a stand-up comedy class mm-hmm. when I was, like, 13. You had, the, the, you had the mom like pushing you into it a little bit. No, I think she. I was just like very like going in the wrong direction, and she was like, "I need uh-huh. a creative outlet for my daughter right now." Uh-huh. <laughs> so she put me in the class, and I did that. Um, but she didn't realize she thought it would be like a positive outlet. But putting a thirteen-year-old girl in like <laughs> a stand-up comedy scene in Rochester, <laughs> New York, is like not great. I was like picked up cigarettes right away. <laughs> just kidding. She's coming in with a lot of racist <laughs> jokes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, because it was all just it was basically just like open mic and like at a comedy cl- like a very like roadie type comedy club oh, okay. uh, called the comics cafe what did they think of you oh i mean i was like one of those you know like novelty like oh she's talking about her pregnant teacher blah. <laughs> 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 like that there's a thir- there's a young girl that's yeah. like a big deal now right 
Oh, saffron? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like that, except they, yeah, they would like try to write jokes for me or whatever. But this was only like a little bit. This wasn't very long that this happened. Um, But there was a joke where I was like, you know, you know, I'm only 13 and all these guys are talking about sex, drugs, and cars. I'm only 13. I don't know anything about cars. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just rolling. How fucked up is that? That I would say. (laughs) That was so crazy. That's a really good joke. Yeah, no. You should do that now. No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm 13. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that was bad. And then I was like in theater and stuff in high school, but I didn't get back into it seriously until like uh, about two years ago, like okay. in twenty um, d- December of twenty fifteen. Oh well, wow. so that that's something like a that's like an over a decade kind of break, essentially. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, so it's like hard because people are always like, "Well, that, that means you've been doing comedy for ten years," and I was like, "Well, I don't know." Not in reality, but not then, in the like practical but, reality. But I think they say that because like when you start comedy, the hardest thing to do is to get over your fear of being on stage, which I didn't have that coming back into it. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, because the writing comes later, but the heart, I don't know. That's just what I... No, I think that's absolutely right. I was terrified the first time I went on stage. Like, absolutely, like, yeah. frozen. Oh. Terrified. <laughs> what about you, Michael? You, first still time terrified. you're on stage? Still, still... Are you really? Yeah. You still get a little uh, I mean, fear? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I get scared. So my heart will beat really fast right before yeah. I go on stage. Have been in, like, a good way or, like, a... Because to me, like, if it's... And I get scared sometimes, too. Uh, mostly right now. No, no. But, <laughs> I, but mo- like, uh, like, it's when it's negative. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel bad that, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of anxiety before we go on stage? Sometimes. I mean, I, I, I think I'm like nervous every time, but it, it, it's usually, it can be in a good way, but if I'm not handling it right, it's, it can, mm-hmm. yeah. Does it matter what the circumstances are? Oh, for sure. So if it's a higher pressure situation. Yeah. 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 I taped my set at sure thing last night and I was like, well, this will, I'm going to set this one on fire. <laughs> set it didn't, this it didn't file go that on. well. Not great, no. Maybe some in the air had a bad, it's the eclipse coming up. That must be. I you get know. nervous when I record my sets a lot. So I don't like doing it for that very reason. That's oh, why really? you can record everyone. Yeah, that's a good. Then it doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah. A good, you do that's have a to good record point. everyone. Yeah, you guys can't make me record everyone. <laughs> if that's what we're <laughs> here to. for. No, I know. <laughs> you got to do it. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, I'm going to jump around a lot, but um, what? How do you listen to it afterwards? I think you and I talked about this briefly because like, everybody's always like, you record all your sets, and I get that. But like, I don't think I'm getting that much out of it when I do it. Like when I go back and listen to it, so like this is a kind of a technical thing. People might get something out of that. Like what do you, when you go back and listen to those sets or watch those sets, like what are you looking for? Just like did I say like some I ad libbed or something like that? Yeah, that. I mean, look for like how you said a certain thing in a certain way, like the timing of it. Yeah. Like you know, I I notice like the little things that I do. Like if a j- joke doesn't go well, I like lose my mind and start thing. Like oh guys, I'm so sorry. And I start doing stuff, and I have to like stop myself from doing those little things that. I don't consciously realize I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, you can catch like bad habits and stuff and like uh sometimes I'll like like a joke will have bombed but then it's like you listen it's like oh I I skipped a word. That's why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff is not and like the yeah, the ad lib is a big. Do you ever but do you ever have like where you still can't figure it out? Jokes? Yeah, that's uh no, no. most of my is <laughs> <laughs> not getting. It. No, no, but like uh, when you go back and listen to that, do you ever like I still don't know why this, this should have worked? Why didn't they're dicks? Do you ever have that? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that's uh that's comedy. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of crowds where yeah. it just might not. But like there's the, definitely sets where I'm like I've never listened to this. Like the crowd that I have it is nice. Like the crowd last night. Not yes. I, no, not you. My head. Yeah, I also my had crowds an awful for a couple set. of months. Really, this eclipse thing is really 
That's not my comment. I feel you too. It's been weird for me too. Yeah. But I feel like you have to have both of those perspectives. You have to like be on stage and be present in what you did in your set, but then having being able to listen to it afterwards and yeah. look at it from that perspective. I feel like you kind of just have to. Yeah, like mm. I just I go back and I'm like I don't if I knew how to write the joke better I might have done it in the first place. Like I just can't. Some but I mean sometimes it's valuable because I like, like I said you'll mess something up. But usually I feel like I know that. Like I, if I mess a word up I usually like catch it. I do. I've definitely gone back the next day and been like, oh, you idiot. You missed. He did, yeah. yeah. Ah, he's the N-word there. That's not, ah, uh, it's not where it goes. It's the end <laughs> of the joke. Oh, yeah. Um, so what about you? When did you do, how long ago? Did I start? When, yeah, when did you start? I started November 2013. Well, it was kind of stop and start. Like my senior year of college, I did it once and it was uh, very bad. And so it took me a year to get back on stage. But like the last six months of that, I was just like writing the whole time so yeah. i feel like then i went back and i did it like three times that spring. but you were just writing comedy the whole time or what yeah bits yeah for when i was gonna when i finally would get the balls up to do it again that's kind of crazy no it's yeah. not crazy but like so how long how long was that period you said six months six months of just writing just writing jokes do you have like a did. book of jokes now or something like that um that, yeah i got just it's all on my computer but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit in it but <laughs> i think because of that then when i came back i had a lot to pull from so yeah, yeah it yeah. was um a lot of ideas to at least like get up there and yeah like i think going on it's weird that you say that to me only because like the reason i write a lot is just because i go up a lot you know what i mean like it, i i do it so i don't want to feel like an asshole when i go up and i'm saying the same thing i want to have something that's like new for me or, or something like that you know yeah 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 what about as far as you Courtney like what about the process when you when you're writing like do you feel like a constant need to or I'll put it this way because I feel like there's kind of a spectrum there are people that feel bad that they're not working on their jokes enough and there are people that feel bad that they're doing the same jokes too much like where are you on that spectrum yeah I think like for me the I always feel like the I'm more of a, I've always been more of a performer kind of comic than, yeah. a, than a great writer so my biggest struggle is like more writing but um, I don't know I feel like I, I feel like open mics I just try to do new stuff every time unless I'm trying to like work on something new with a with an old joke yeah um, yeah so I don't know I feel like I feel pretty good about it but yeah most of the time I, I feel bad like even at shows sometimes if I've done the same show more than once I'm like I feel bad doing like the same set for, yeah you know? even yes yeah, it's, it's weird like that because it's like you know it's not really the same audience or it's probably not the same audience yeah but right. somehow it's still like it's like the show itself you don't want it's like I don't want to upset your thing yeah sure mm-hmm. thing's gonna it's be just like one person who feel guilty yeah I like, yeah. got a cap tonight and be like oh, has Mark seen this twice in a row like <laughs> yeah that's how I feel so much and I'm like oh they're just gonna be like oh here she goes doing the same thing <laughs> I mean, it, but I know it's like everybody does that, yeah. and I don't judge other people for doing it. But for some reason, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> also, well, you're trying to compete too at some level, right? So yeah. even if you know the standards, like you want to be writing more than other people, just so you can be like, oh, I'm generative relative to other people. You mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the bartender at Cap City, Mark. That actually kind of makes sense though, right? Because it's like impressing the staff at Cap City is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, but there's something to be said too for like oh, also just do well like yeah. don't do new just to be doing something different for them like it's all yeah. it's for the crowd like that's true too yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's hard to get new jokes that you are confident that are going to work well. Like once you get like a, like once I got my, my 10 minutes that I felt confident with, I was like, okay. And I, I know I can pull this out at any time Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Like yeah, not like that it, like it, it would be a guaranteed or anything, but it would be like, 
and it's hard to like not want to just do that when yeah. you're on the show well i i had a thing where i was like, speaking of new material i was like oh i i know this is gonna work i don't know why it was just new i did it and it did work and then like two days later i was like oh i knew it was gonna work because it's a fucking bill burr joke <laughs> okay yeah. okay well that's not good i mean i didn't do it after that but like <laughs> it was I, I don't even know if i heard him do it it was the thing about like how uh, like some black people think white people smell like wet dogs. Yeah. I organically found that out on a bathroom stall, but I later on, somebody was like, you organically found this out on a bathroom stall. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So, so I was, <laughs> I was, okay. I'll say I was, I was taking a shit and there was like, uh, I think this probably happens in women's bathrooms too. Not shitting, but, but the thing I'm about to say, oh, but like, goodness. there's a lot of angry shit that goes on in men's like wall, like the stall doors or whatever. Yeah. And I was reading like a, basically a back and forth race war that took place and a white person said some racist shit and then what I assume was a black person or somebody like Sharpie posing as a black person said something and anyway it goes down like a few and then the black person I was like well, yeah well y'all smell like white dogs and that or white, wet dogs white dogs yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, smell. smell like wet dogs and that was the funniest fucking thing I have ever heard in my life like I don't know if like I'm sure that was supposed to hurt my feelings as a white person but the effect it had was I laughed so hard I could not shit <laughs> that was like what happened but anyway I told that on stage and it did pretty well uh, let's say I did it better than, than now but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah and then later on like two people were like yeah yeah actually Bob Kosravi was like yeah I did, I did that on stage and then somebody you know, somebody else uh, Taylor was like yeah that's a, a Bill Burr bit yeah so, yeah well yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop getting material it. off bathroom walls I know yeah. uh, <laughs> we gotta stop taking shit in a public story. place that really somebody just wrote a Bill Burr quote <laughs> <laughs> on the bathroom stall sounds um, like <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> mm. well but yeah oh yeah yeah so let me ask you this too because I'm a kind of a dirty comic I guess uh if that was any indication, even though like, it's not even the joke, but it involves me taking a shit. Like I had to put that in there, whatever. <laughs> uh, so when some Dismukes actually said this advice, and I actually think it's kind of controversial. Let's see what you guys think, which is that if you're trying to impress somebody, just do as best you can, and maybe they'll find a place for you rather than trying to change what your act would be. Like to, you know what I'm saying? Like to conform clean for cap you mean or exactly like yeah so a good example is that like the debate if you're like a dirty comic should you do your best which might include some of your best jokes which might be dirty or should you yeah and then maybe they'll be like hey we have a thing for a dirty comic or do you think the idea is well you know they're they're more likely to look for clean so try to write clean that kind of stuff it just depends on what you want i yeah, mean i yeah. feel like if you you know if, if it doesn't i don't know if you want to work there then you should you know yeah try to i don't know it's like a that's a, a hard question it I guess. is i i think because I, I think the question is sort of between do you want to do a less funny version that's more fitting with a style of comedy or a more funny version that might not be the kind of thing they're looking for like what is a little bit closer yeah. i know you guys both work for cap so i thought i would add. <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i mean i think yeah you should just do i, I think it's the best well, like because i think about martin and I remember Martin would talk about like Martin just Martin Urbano by the way for the yeah. listener yeah uh, he would just do his stuff yeah he would murder at the mic all the time and he worked there quite a bit before yeah. he left I think but I remember we'd talk about it and he'd be like oh yeah when I'm hosting it's like because then he couldn't do a bunch of his stuff 
mm-hmm. but I think they just, I mean, they loved him so much that they were like, well, we're going to put you here anyway. Yeah. Even though this kind of hosting handicaps you, like you can't do your. Yeah. Which like, is the expected yeah. sort of bits. Yeah. You know, you can't do hosting, which I'm, I'm sure you guys know you both hosted, but at, at camp, you can't do crowd work, right? Uh, you're not. Yeah, That's you're not like the general to, like yeah. sort of thing. No. Yeah. No real swearing. No. Uh, crowd work that, well no swearing I guess makes sense at some level because you represent the club that's mm-hmm. the idea I get like you know yeah but also yeah. then it gives you know you don't, you don't, you don't want to give the audience I don't, I don't know who was telling me that but you don't want to give the audience that kind of like satisfaction of having like the the you know the big swear words and give it, give it for the other you're guys like you're like saving it. it for the headliner so yeah, or the they feature. say cocksucker it's like oh I remember that's a good word I'm yeah you're just that. warming them up so yeah, you're just yeah. there to kind of just yeah I'm surprised how much features can say whatever. Yeah, they uh, can. I think when I first started, I remember reading about it's like, oh yeah, no one can swear until the headliner, pretty much. So that's so that's their big thing. Yeah. But then, now nah, it's just like the host, pretty much. That like makes the features sense. will swear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- again, I mean, I think there's something about like the person who's going up there making announcements for the club of like, we got comedy driving or whatever, and if they did <laughs> yeah. just did their big like, I came on that person's fate kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind of a weird like mixed message or whatever. Yeah, because they think you work there. Yeah. Pretty much. They're like asking you where the bathroom yeah. is and, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even though I mean. Food order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ch- somebody raises their hand like, I just wanted to check on my chicken wings. I haven't got my chicken. Yeah. I uh, think hosting is different though because hosting you're there to be just like you're not supposed to be like the funniest one. You're not supposed to be a killer. You're supposed to be like likable. You're facilitating the show. And yeah, yeah you're just trying to make things run smoothly. So yeah. it's less about, you know, so that's why they have those rules in place. So. It's a weird You should thing. conform to that if you want to do the hosting part. But I think then when you get to feature, then that's where you kind of dispute whatever you want. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just feels like it's so hard to, to get to feature. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a while to get there. I yeah. Think. There's a lot of good people. And yeah. It's a, yeah. Let's talk about Austin a bit because I'm curious because you're both, you didn't start here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you start? I know, uh, just to repeat real quick. Well, I st- well, uh, written when i was a kid it was in upstate new york but, but then i did it uh started again in chicago that's what i okay so tell me a little bit about doing comedy in chicago um you're both kind of from the midwest that's yeah i mean chicago is great um it's like uh just really hustly like i was i loved it because there was like literally there was tons of mics you could do five six you know mics in a night a yeah. lot of the times and they had like a strip on in chicago that had like three bars right next to each other and there was a mic at every single one so you can just go right wow. there. it was like the best so everyone was just really really focused more on the hustle than anything else i yeah. didn't see is here it's like day you know, drinking everyone's yeah yeah <laughs> well here's a very very talented like more talent than i've seen anywhere in any other scene that i've been to like everyone's interesting a That's lot nice funnier here. here. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. But like, I mean, the people are really, really funny there too, but I feel like here, like the content is so like really, really good, but there I think the hustle is different. So if there was a way to blend the two, it'd be like that a would perfect be, scene. Yep. <laughs> Not yeah. that the people don't hustle here, no, but no, it is, it definitely feels like pretty laid back sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. How about you? you? Where did you start? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of know, but yeah. yeah, I started in uh, Des Moines, um, for a year, a little under a year. It's Iowa, by yeah. the way, the Boggle State. Yeah. Know uh, and <laughs> when you say Des Moines, like you just like, your eyes almost like roll or something like <laughs> fucking Des Moines. Oh, I didn't mean that. No, I liked it. It was actually, I was thinking about it today. Like, uh, it, we only had like, there was like three, well, there's two up mics and then I would drive to Cedar Rapids mm-hmm. every week, which is like a couple hours to go to a third mic. That was a club. That's like a Penguins, like where Louie and like people have come through. Okay. It's, it kind of, it's is it yeah, a good club. Like it was good. Yeah. It was weird. I was like spoiled back then. Like, um, every Tuesday they had a mic that had been running for five years. So it had like real people would go to it. Yeah. Like I used to, <laughs> I used to just show up, not even for sign up. I would just show up in time for the mic to start and I want to blast pretty much every time. 
And if there was only 10 people, I was like, oh, what the hell? This sucks. And then <laughs> I got here and it's like, oh my God, that was amazing. You're going to go 35th. <laughs> yeah. You're new. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chicago, there'd be 50 people at least on a thing. But you really? were. Yeah. Wow. A lot of the time. But you were both relatively developed when you got here, right? In a sense. I mean, not not good, but not. Like you had a sense about, okay, like what a mic is or like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like the mm-hmm. basics. Or, you know, were you at all like, I mean, so you have pretty different experiences because I was going to say coming from Chicago, even if, uh, you know, you're saying they're maybe a little funnier here or something like that, a little lazy or whatever it is. Yeah. But I feel like a bad for saying all that. No, no. I, no, <laughs> I just I realized I was like, man, I'm an asshole. I didn't, no, mean, no, I didn't no. really mean all no, that. No, no, that's fine because I think, because <laughs> to, to clean it up a bit, right, it's like obviously there are hardworking people here. Obviously there are Italian people there, but if you just had to describe like the kind of like basic general milieu of the place or something like that. But, but no, I mean, I don't know. You already had a sense of what a legitimate comedy scene was when yeah. you came. You saw high-level people and everything like that. Um, so did this seem like, I don't want to say kitty, but it feels like Chicago's comedy scene is more established at a national level. I don't know. I feel like they're pretty on par with each other. Like Interesting. It's, it's pretty, yeah, both scenes are amazing. Like, they're... Uh, um, I think you could do just as much comedy here that you can do there. Uh-huh. Um, there they have more like improv is more, they're more improv focused. That's my, I know of them through that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean they have like club work and stuff, but, uh, but here it's like a, here's what's cool is that there's a lot more chance to like be like, they have a lot of like theme shows here, like things that you can just like yeah. kind of be out of the box kind of stuff, which, um, which I thought was really, really cool about here. It's a little more yeah. whimsical. Sometimes you can do like cool shows and just really like branch out. Yeah, there's like a it was like a proliferation of shows, I think, that did that in a lot of ways. Like a people just started doing starting a lot of shows and I think there was a feeling like, well, if I got to make mine have a reason to exist or I need to like stand out a little bit. So like, oh, we'll do a comedy show where we'll throw Frisbees at the car or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever. Um, that should be a show. It sh- it, I'm starting it right now. Just like tap room. This is the house right here. That's yeah. where you start <laughs> <a> Frisbee throwing. <laughs> comedy show. Uh, but Michael, you came from Iowa, right? So what was a, did you, was it somewhat different than that? Like where it was like Austin's way bigger. I mean, like, was it intimidating? Was it anything like that or what? Yeah, uh, I always thought, like, when I started, I was like, oh, I'd want to get to New York eventually. And then I was actually deciding between Chicago and here when I moved from Des Moines. And it was like, Chicago was going to be like a jump to, like, big city and big scene. Yeah. And I thought this would be more like, Austin's a little more comparable to Des Moines, where it's like you can get around easier than, like, a big you, city. You mean, like, the living as, or just the... Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'll move to, like, a medium city and yeah. big scene. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I came down here, but... It's fun, yeah. You know, stuff back there, like there were so many real people down here. Sometimes I feel like my stuff starts to grow towards like comics because you, you'll just perform for comics a bunch, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll get up at Cap or something, and I'm like, oh, the real people hate this. this can you, not, <laughs> yeah? Can you tell the what's the difference? Like before, have you guys got to a point? I wanted to come back to the moving aspect, but just curious, like, because I hear that a lot, and sometimes, like, you you just know it when you see it, because you see, oh, the comics laughed when it's about comedy, but do you have a sense of the difference between a joke that kind of works towards the back of the room versus ones that, like, work for a general audience at, like, say, Cap or something like that? Um, I don't know. I Some of it, I think, is just, like, we all think about comedy so much more so... I think we can fall like if someone like I think I'll have stuff where like maybe the premise isn't super clear yeah enough for like real people to totally get on board you're but saying like, comics, comics just get it like where you're going almost yeah I think so, for sure yeah 
Yeah. Um, kind of shot more cynical, so it's what I do a lot of my <laughs> darker, weird stuff. They, they like yep. it. <laughs> there is no point. She's good. Yeah, she's right on there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like too referential too? Like, like you can go to Chortle Portal and and it's fun because you can kill for the kids, and you can do the same set for like a Capriville crowd, and they'll be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. The, the references, sure. right? The references is a big one. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, in both directions, I was I have I was trying to write and I think about a, a joke about that movie Sling Blade, not topical, but I thought it would be illustrative as an example. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way anybody that's like 21 is going to have a sense of like that movie or something like that. But it feels like if you say anything contemporary or whatever, especially that's halfway cool. Not that this is my issue, honestly. I don't have a lot of that. Uh, but back to the moving thing, do you guys uh, have idea about like what's let's, what's a mistake you think people make when they go to new scenes? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that are going through that, right? They, they've come to a new scene. How do they make it? How do they get recognized? That kind of stuff. I mean, you guys clearly had to think about that when you came here. Well, I just hit mics as soon as I got here. That's the only thing I did. Um, yeah. You know, and I just was like, I was trying not to like rely on like the jokes that I was like doing at shows or whatever. I was just like, just doing the exact same thing, but just trying to hit it as hard as I can and yeah. say, just meet people. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't just have any like nice. expectations or I wasn't trying yeah. to like, you know, weave my window like, who do I think is the best in town? You weren't or, being like methodical <laughs> and yeah. like, you, so you didn't approach this like Cersei Lannister. Is no. What no. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, How am I going to get to the Iron Throne? Yeah. Like, I think people will come here like, oh, it's like a smaller scene and I'm just, you know, I'm doing great here, so I'm going to beat everybody else to get to the top. And I think that's a mistake some people make sometimes. It's big enough. It's like it doesn't really feel like you could do that anyway, right? There's just so no. much going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Michael? Did you have any, like, uh, you think you'd learned anything about moving to new scenes? When you um, I don't know. I always like, like, I think I kind of just, but I like when people come in and it's like you just do your set and kind of yeah be nice is the big thing but like yeah like I, when i first came here i just like stood in the corner and i didn't talk to anyone for like months Smart. but i think people didn't mind that because yeah like, oh this guy's that was that's clarkson's advice was to do that yeah like he's like don't annoy people like be you know don't talk to me for six months exactly yeah that's an exaggeration that's, but it's not it's <laughs> so funny it's not the worst you know what's not bad advice about that to me is that in some sense you're just ill-prepared for what it's going to be like you don't necessarily know what the etiquette's going to be like so to just kind of act as if you do you're necessarily going to like trip a little bit yeah it's kind of better to like kind of sit back and figure out you know but again i think you guys are in a slightly different position because you both had some sense of comedy you know what i mean like yeah it was like it'd be like switching high schools is what i felt when i was at my first cherrywood i was like i was texting my friend back home i was like (laughs) it feels like i transferred high school <laughs> like I know what happens but I, nobody knows me I'm terrified did anybody roll you up corner. or anything like that no one like, rolled me up nobody pushing a dumpster no and Clarkson almost Dean. did but, oh uh, okay nice it's funny the people you remember seeing the first yeah oh. that is that was funny to me too it's crazy like the perspectives I had when I first got here and then now because everyone's you know I was like I I'm always like, oh, wow. Like every time I, when I first got here, every time I saw I was like, this is, and I, I still feel like that way, but it's, totally. but now they're just like, you know, real people, but I very much got here like starstruck feeling like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's so good here. It's crazy how good everybody is here. And I, I think too, it's like where the people that are doing really, really well when I first started, like they're still celebrities to me at some level. And, and like, mm-hmm. it, like I'll give an example, like when I started two weeks after Maggie Mays, set on uh, Conan? Conan yeah you started two weeks after that two weeks after uh, so or, or somewhere in there you know what I mean like it, it had just been out I, I saw it not as a comic 
So mm-hmm. that, that's the like, and I started shortly after. Like somebody at work uh, showed me that. For I, real? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it's a complete coincidence. And uh, since, and then when I started doing it, she was just even her contemporaries, even people like compared to Lashonda, because of that context, I was like, oh, Maggie's like. She's she's like David Letterman. She's like a professional yeah. comic, and then you know it was just kind of different. Maggie May, really the David Letterman of Austin. That's what everyone's saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 you get that. They get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it was. I've heard this phenomenon. I think this is interesting. Did did you find parallels like in the scene from the scene you were in before? Like, oh, that's that's hard without thinking of. Like imagine it in the other way uh, was like oh that's like our their Clarkston or like that's like their Danny Goodwin or like that's like their Adam Serwa or whatever it is yeah yeah kind of like I think personalities that sort of fit yeah there's definitely there's definitely archetypes yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure um, I can't think of it it's been a couple of years now but I remember <laughs> the first like year I was down here I was always texting my friend about, I was called uh, Dismuk Southern John Mulaney. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, that makes. I already killed it at Cap City recently. He's hosting right now, or not hosting? He's, he's featuring. featuring yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go watch Tuesday's headlining. I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's headlining at Cap yeah. Tuesday's. The Tuesday show. Oh, yeah. fucking fantastic! Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. He. That's it's incredible because he's somewhat like I started around the same time as him in Clarkston, mm-hmm. uh, but in Iowa, and then I came down a year later. But I, you know, I remember first getting here, and I was like, oh, this is a really funny peer and now i'm like oh, i'm just like a fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird how that works like and then sometimes i think that it's the talent isn't that disparate but they're just like andrew's just got some weird abilities that i'm like really impressed with yeah like he his, clicked in so early into exactly how he is funny i think and yeah he, yeah and just and, and just an ability to like form things like a full bit when they start yeah, he's very thoughtful. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, uh, and we, let's talk about uh, let's talk about process. So, what do you think Andrew Dismuke's process is? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, oh but God. <laughs> one could never say <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, so when you when you approach like where like first of all, where does your stuff come from? Usually, just like as bathroom, a beginning. stall wall. That, that's, <laughs> that is not a bad play. No, as we saw, that's where Bill Burr jokes come from. Um, He's just writing a set list. And then, <laughs> <laughs> he does it via a racially charged argument. Yeah, um, it's out a full bit. Yeah, 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 different markers. He's huge now. He's but but um, but yeah, like so. I mean, where how does stuff usually occur to you in terms of material? Oh, I don't know. I just just kind of like a a lot of my stuff is very very personal. Yeah. Um. So a lot of my stuff is derives from that. Um. But then it takes me a long time for something to actually like be really developed, like a really long time. Because yeah. I'll do something thinking it it's going in this one direction for months, thinking like, okay, this is this is where this joke is, and then like I'll like stop doing it for a while, and then I'll like think about it again. I'll be like oh wow this is it should have definitely gone this whole other complete different direction this whole time <laughs> I, I totally get that even I think sometimes I go too far with it where I'll be doing a bit and then I'll add another tag let's say and it'll get a way bigger laugh yeah. and I'm like oh this is a joke now this is what we're talking about yeah. you know what I mean um, but let me I'll be more basic about it do you go do you start thing like I want to write about this subject or I'm gonna. I want to write a, a joke about this. Or you do it the other way, where something in conversation or in your life just it occurs to you it's funny, and you're like, oh, I think I can make a joke about this. Oh uh, yeah, no, I definitely think I think it's the first thing where I th- where I want to write about a certain thing. That's and, interesting. Like, I have like a uh, things in my life for that I think about, or you know, like stories or yeah. 
um, experiences that I went through and I try to be like, okay, this is interesting. So how can I, cause you, you just see, and you're like, okay, there's, there's enough here. There's got, there's, there's funny in this. Yeah. I just have to find it. But like with conversation, sometimes if I have a conversation where I'm just like, you know, like at a party or whatever, and I'll be saying the same story over and over. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, maybe I should you know, tell yeah. this on stage or something. At least. Running it at parties. <laughs> yeah. Running it at parties. I'm like, oh, then I'll be like, oh, I've told the story like four times. Maybe I should try to write this in a joke. Cause you're like, I at least know it's going to, I know how to say it. Like, yeah. there's no question. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I have like, no idea how to write jokes. <laughs> but that, that, I don't think any of us really did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and right. especially because there's so many ways to do it. Yeah. That you're, you know, whatever success level you're having, you're seeing somebody else at a variant, like, with a different process who's doing, let's say, better than you. I'm like, maybe I should, maybe I should just be like, uh, like Joe Teller and be a bizarre person <laughs> and just be very hilarious. Oh, God, that goes. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, but like that, that bit about the, the donut thing about you walking in and realizing that the thing like how long after that happens i don't want to do too much your bit or whatever but like how long did, before you realize that uh oh this is very funny i should make this a joke well that happened a long time ago actually like it happened when yeah. i was like 18 and you just had like a like were you did you remember it in a conversation and you're like oh this is no this is gonna be good yeah i think it just like happened where like i was somebody was like you know asking me how you know was the dumbest thing I've ever did. And yeah. I was like, well, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. It's like, yeah. oh, maybe. And they laughed a lot. So I was like, oh. So, uh, the, what happened, and I, you corrected, obviously, uh, but it's just that um, uh, Courtney uh, came into her job one morning and uh, at a donut shop and didn't realize the place had been robbed, right? Yeah. And you had been there for like hours before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I've, like, I kind of almost pray those things happen to me now so I'll have something to write about. Uh, <laughs> like as soon as a, a kind of outlandish thing happened, my first instinct is like, this could be a thing. Could this be a thing? This could be a thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just, it's hard. I want to just, I really, you know, I love, I love, I do like writing. I just, it's yeah. hard to, you know, a lot of people are doing either really personal stuff or really current event stuff. And then my own observational stuff is like dumb. You know, it's like, well, wow. That's relative <laughs> to that. But it, there's something really good about people that keep it about the joke. Yeah. Where it's like, because I mean, I think like the formal qualities of comedy are still kind of my favorite thing. I always think like people that I, I kind of, at some level, I don't understand people that almost, I don't say they're getting too personal, but it's like, you should just write, you know, dramatic stuff if what you're trying to do is like communicate your feelings. I'm not saying you can't do that through comedy, but I think the reason I like comedy is because I love the idea of like, like Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, those guys, if I could do that and talk nothing about like serious subjects that would like kind of risk messing the joke up i think i would just do that mm. i just can't do it it's not here isn't uh, it doesn't occur to me like if I, you know what i'm saying like if i could do and obviously hot pockets is like gavigan's thing or whatever but like if i could just walk around the fucking kitchen and think of hilarious things about the kitchen yeah that'd be great i would because i i have i do like dark ish stuff and have gross jokes in my act I was in, I did a show in Dallas and I lost the crowd some of the time with that. And I think some comics who have an act like mine think, "Oh yeah, I'm edgy and I like this." And yeah, they don't get it. I don't like that. <laughs> like I don't like the idea that right. like, nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I've seen some bad comics. I don't want to name any names, obviously, but like where I'm like, I think they kind of like that the crowd doesn't like, like not everybody, but I think they kind of like the idea. They of get like, off on it. Or yeah, something. like you know, I'm dark and edgy, and these people don't get it. Yeah, and then they rationalize it. 
yeah like, that's my thing and I'm too, why am i getting too smart for them yeah, yeah. i'm good for this world that's, <laughs> that's my thing like not doing well that's <laughs> my yeah um but then so once you do realize something's like got some potential or whatever like is it for you like i'm gonna you know i'm just gonna take that on stage i'm just gonna make it happen because you're like you said you're performance oriented comic so is the idea look i kind of know how this is gonna go well yeah structure it into a story so i feel like i'm you know like definitely more of a storyteller type of comic anyways Mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that makes me laugh it's like really personal stories that like you know even like but uh but yeah, so I'll structure it into a story and then I'll just like find ways to like really like, cause I usually write things really, really long at first and then I just spend most of my time short and Cutting get it to down. like where it's um, like just more interesting and more palatable for the audience. Cause yeah. a lot of the times, you know, it's either if I say too much of it, they're like, I lose them or they're like, this isn't really that interesting. I just want to get to the meat and potatoes of like a story. So it really helps me just like develop like, you know, like starting the story, not maybe necessarily the very beginning of the story, but in the middle where it's like, that's where the interesting part happens. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. That's, like, and that's, a, that's a big difference between, I think, like what we're doing and other farms we're writing. Cause like, I think when you're telling a joke and you're like, yeah, I was in Des Moines or something like that. Nobody's like, yeah, I really wish you would have talked more about Des Moines. Yeah. I really wanted more backstory. There's so many they're details like, that they don't give a shit about. Yeah, they're about. just like, get to the funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's been like, that's mostly what I do. So it's, it's short and stuff. What's funny, because you said you're like that too, Michael, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. what's funny to me is that it's because you're like that that people don't notice you're like that, I think, at some level. So in other words, like I think with both of you, I think of economical stuff. Like I think for the most part, like you're not rambly. You're most of, well, by the time I see you at a show, most of your act is kind of like all of the setup, it needed to be there to get to the punchline and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, it starts rambly. Yeah. Like I, when you're at mics, yeah, yeah. you're kind of like talking through it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where you find out what's like yeah. interesting or what's necessary. Really, it's just what's necessary to get to, Yeah. The, mm-hmm. you know. Like, so I always marvel at like Clarkson because he starts with like one thing. Yeah. And then it becomes like a five minute set. <laughs> but, so but the exact opposite of what I do. Clarkson. And it gets so much better the whole time. Like how yeah, do you do this? <laughs> Clarkson doesn't have the problem that some people do, which is that he will do the same bit at an open mic, you know, for oh, like a month at a time, mm-hmm. like re- realistically. And that's what he needs to do to like kind of hammer that out and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So he's a real bit at the end of that month or whatever it is. Yeah. And, but you get the feeling that people don't mind because he is constantly like tinkering with it. Absolutely. So it still works. And he's got such an energy. Yeah. Really. Yeah. If I did that, so people funny. would be like, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too, hands so <laughs> No, I think they would think you had, like, brain parasites. It's not like something had badly happened. To my, actually, you know, I was going to say, who, who, who uh, like, he's the only one doing that. He's, I yeah. don't, I don't, I can't think of anybody that has that, like, Singular bombastic talent yelly. Yeah, Andrew like, Clarkson. <laughs> I wouldn't go talent, but, like, he's, oh, no he's, one, no, I'm just He's kidding. awesome. Obviously, that guy's great. Um, but, yeah, so what, I mean, so when you got here, uh, how long did it take you f- to feel comfortable, by the way, in the uh, scene and everything? In the like scene? That? How long did it take you, like you guys to not feel weeks new? Ago. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I still feel it's weird. Now you see like open mic lists, and it's like, I'm like, man, I don't know any of these names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it's weird because I still feel new. I mean, I've been here what, two and a half years now, but like, yeah. I still feel new. But then there's all these people who it's like started like three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a million comics here. But com- I don't know. Comfortable? I don't. It took a while. I don't. I'm not definitely like a go up and talk to people kind of person. Like I, I remember my girlfriend moved down here seven months after I got here and we were at hops and grain at a show. Uh-huh. And then like, it was like Mac and like a bunch of like heavy hitters on the show. And we went home and she's like, oh, you didn't like introduce me 
to a bunch of those people. I was like, well, so I'm not going to go up to Mac Blake and be like, hey, this is my girlfriend. And he's going to be like, yeah, and who the fuck are you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow knows your girlfriend better. And you're like, no, we shop at the same grocery store, but who the fuck are you? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Courtney? I mean, was it, did you feel, did it take a while to get kind of comfortable in here? Yeah, I mean, I think I I am the kind of like talk to people kind of person. Gregarious. Yeah, yeah. just like to because I was like I came here without like I didn't know anybody here and I yeah. you know wanted to make friends you know so uh, it didn't take me too long to feel because everyone was just like really nice and yeah as far as I knew but I wasn't trying to like uh, rush in anything but I was just excited so excited to be here and do mics that it felt good I, and I think it is exciting when again good comics come here like who are already kind of developed or whatever it is because it's like you know most new people are going to be it's going to be rough for a long for a while like it's going to be six or seven months before uh you know and it's not like when i see newer comics i want them to be good because i want them to go ahead and be in the club and like so we can all you know hang out and i don't have to cringe every time i see them on stage and stuff like that so when a guy like andrew wagner for instance comes here and he's already kind of developed that to me is super exciting it's like oh it's another really good comic and a a nice guy and everything like that yeah Uh yeah i've learned a lot about like i feel like i learned more last year being here than i have anywhere else like just that's so cool that's interesting you mean uh specifically just in about yourself and comedy and things like that yeah it's like here that you just get such an opportunity to just you know be yourself or find yourself here i guess as a comic some some people uh think that's because there's not industry here you can there's a loose or yeah mostly mostly independent show run. yeah I mean it is interesting that most of the most of the stage time like uh, comparing it to Dallas for instance where there's like seven clubs in Dallas and there is no DIY scene at all or from what I understand very little yeah. after talking to people for Zier where it's like there's two clubs it's a very like there's a glut of comics that all want to work there even if you're working there a lot relative to everybody else you're working there every like maybe two three months or something like that um everything so yeah it feel like i think uh, a lot of comics in boston in the 80s attributed that special thing that was going on there with like nobody thought they were gonna like be seen when they were going up mm-hmm. like i think in austin that happens maybe like two three times kind of like where you feel like oh there might be an agent there or something like that mm-hmm. um uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, but i think maybe that's a good thing not yeah. not indefinitely but like maybe like the first years of like development or whatever you know um so when did you know you were ready to leave to come to us to leave um i don't think i i don't remember i'm trying to remember how i did that um i just i moved to des moines with the plane to like just get my feet wet and then move mm. somewhere so um uh, my lease was up basically <laughs> and i was like all right what's this it was circumstances basically yeah yeah, yeah it wasn't much. like a uh like oh you know I, I feel i've got so much time or whatever yeah yeah and it was a good like i said i was like kind of spoiled because there was a, yeah there was like two good i mean every open mic there would have been the most packed crowd open mic here yeah besides i mean not maybe like cap or like when Velve was good uh, in the middle of health but like yeah so i it was like good feedback for a year i only did i didn't even do like 100 sets in that year but i don't know it was like good feedback the whole time and then you get down here and it's like oh it's a little you gotta it's gonna take a little bit <laughs> was it is it because you're going in front of comics is that the like yeah you're just like empty you're at skylark for like two people and yeah it's like i don't know i didn't learn anything yeah, yeah, this, yeah but i was on stage so i feel like that counts for something yeah it but, definitely is something yeah because uh, then it's like i think uh like can I, how are you handling despair 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, right. yeah. the weed out class. Yeah. Skylark Lounge. Uh, did I mean so? Did you feel like you had he? And I understand it was because the like you know your lease was up, but I mean, did you feel like you hit some kind of ceiling in Des Moines or something like that, or it, you realized like I'm only going to go so far here? I mean, was there that kind of thought that went into it or anything like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Def- I mean, I felt like I got pretty competent, you know, relative yeah. to the scene. I was, pre- you know, it didn't take very long to get like, oh, you know, feel like I'm one of the yeah people who can hang here yeah. and then. And just get out somewhere because I knew you had to go somewhere else to um I love Des Moines by the way to anyone. shit on it but uh shit on Des Moines everyone yeah, I feel else like the same way as you right now I'm like damn it did I just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. run the tape back and listen but, but look, um, I mean it's, it's just to address that there's no way people in Des Moines are like this is the best comedy scene in the world that too yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, do that if they thought right in the same way that if people in Austin think that this is somehow like if if somebody's like, uh, you know, this is just as good as New York, like that's an insane thought to have, right? Maybe and in development, like one or two but probably think that, but. yeah. But those are crazy people, right? I mean, but most people, no, there's people who is like they'll just they uh, you know want to mm-hmm. nurture. They like the city. Yeah, they'd yeah. rather stay there and nurture the scene. I think that's such a, a noble thing to like keep it going for yeah, people yeah. to come up and through. But uh, who's doing that? Like, why are they doing that? Because they don't want to leave the city. That's, they just I like where they're at. Yeah. But they like comedy, so it's like... Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. godfather of a thing, but... Open up a comedy club, if that's what they should do, yeah. I would say. Um, but yeah, so, and then you got to, uh, to Austin. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, it's seen, the reason I asked earlier about, like, how soon did it take you to get comfortable? Because you're doing so much stuff in front of... Uh, other comics, it feels like that has a huge deal with, to do with, like, how successful are you going to be like at least initially, right? Because if you're, for me, the first time I started doing, uh, like going up, I was terrified of other comics. Yeah. Like, and not not personally, but like doing comedy in front of other comics was awful. You yeah, know what I mean? It's very intimidating. Yeah, because it's like you they you feel like judged in a way that you're not. Like there's, they see through your bullshit. I, I think at some level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you think when you're starting to, it's like it's the same thing where it's like talking about seeing people and you think they're stars at the beginning, and then you get to know them. It's like oh, they're people too but yeah you see people even just people who like i remember people from the first mics and i was like in hindsight it's like oh you're just uh you're just a guy but like at the time i was like oh, i hope this person likes me or they don't hate me yeah to the, i still have that embedded in me yeah like e- with those people like even though i'm you know you get to the point where you're like rationalized past and you're like oh this is dumb i understand it's just a person but to this day uh to this day it's only been two years but uh if i make pat dean laugh I feel great. like okay, great. I did it. Okay, that's yeah. yeah the real one of the real comics. It's gonna be that way. You got to end your set on a Pat Dean laugh. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you, you guys still get intimidated in front of the comics at all, or is it really just you're kind of just past it? And, no, all the time. Is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do to get past that though? Like, what do you, what's your advice if you talking like the three, four, five month comics who are in yeah. open mic scenes? Is it? Do you think it's this is just part of it? Like, or do you think, hey, like, you gotta just, just ignore it. Just, you know, what do you, how, how do you I don't know. Here's it? what you don't do, though. Don't go on stage, then, you know, be really nervous up performing in front of people that you like, and then get off stage and apologize to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you don't do. <laughs> so, that's my piece of advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because they're almost going to be insulted by that apology. Like, not insulted, but like, yeah, I wasn't. I think I did that once. Like, yeah. I, uh, remember Obel Divine? Yeah. Right. As uh, Sam Harder had a mic called Opal Divine, and it was it was one of the most productive mics, but it was hard because yeah. it was just 
comics, right? Painful. And, at pain, times. Absolutely. And yeah. it was it was linear like a basilica, where it was like a bunch of comics, and they're all it, like in almost like a hallway shaped room, and you're at the end of it, and you do your act in front of, and it's they're not giving away laughs. They will laugh because they're all paying attention. But they w- wouldn't give away laughs. If you got a laugh, it was a... It yeah, felt great. great. And you were like, that's it. And I think almost if you got a laugh, for the most part, you would... You know, I mean, sometimes it's they're just comics. And, like, you know, Sam was the master at getting laughs in that room. because so he kind of just of that that's, Yeah, he just, yeah, he just understood, <laughs> like... And I, I, Sam, to this day, I think it's can make comics laugh more than anybody I've seen. Specifically comics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sam could make... Yeah, he was great at making something out of a nothing room yeah I saw him so many times at tramps just yeah. him and yousef they're really good at just yeah creating yeah. something out of bullshit yeah yes. yeah <laughs> rather just a dead room a yeah the word but of, but if it did yeah. <laughs> but if it if it but if it did work you're pretty sure it's it's gonna but oh i was gonna say maybe the fifth time i not only bombed but you know when you it's you get that feedback loop with the audience where it's like they know you know and you know they know you know that you're awful and everything like that and i was mortified mm-hmm. and I, ta- I told like three or four people so i can't believe that happened and everything like that mm-hmm. and almost uniformly like yeah give a fuck it was like, <laughs> yeah it wasn't even like don't feel oh, bad you were it's up like there? i wasn't watching. yeah it was exactly that like oh i saw you but then i forgot you instantly because you're new and i don't know what to look for you know what i mean like yeah. you're just bad yeah, if you're just generically bad, people will get over. Also, people are never thinking about it as much as, which is obvious. I mean, it's yeah. like yeah. life, but like it's so, it's the biggest thing to you. But other people just fucking come next week. We'll see you. It can yeah. it can be crushing because it's that the that whole night sometimes though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think that's the part that fucks me up. Or like if I have a bad set, that ne- I'm just like I waited all goddamn night just to have that awful set. Yeah, and I did that stupid thing. On that note, what's what's the thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid! Uh, what's the thing that you do consistently that you wish you did not do on stage? Hmm, that's a good. It's a great question. Yeah. Oh, this guy, because I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to connect <laughs> with others. Um, I don't know. I th- I feel like I have some bad. I need to like videotape myself yeah, some more. Yeah. I think I've gotten into some bad stuff. Like. I like look down. I'll do. I think I'm like telegraphing between like jokes in my head. Yeah, and uh, I need to stop doing that for sure. To I, make it seem <laughs> I cannot have a good opening to save my life. I can have a good first joke, but I feel like when I get on stage, like greeting them. Yeah, just I can. Yeah, I've I don't know what to. never found a good thing to say or. Like some people just come out, and I like. I wish I had the. I've seen like uh, Avery Moore, by the way. I think is fantastic about it. It's kind of subtle, but she just comes out like she was like. I w- she was gonna say it backstage, and she's like, "Oh wait, I gotta wait to say it in front of the audience." And then she just like kind of comes out, and it's just kind of erupting joyously from her face. I do not. This is not. What's up, fuckers? That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a great yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> she's influenced some, I don't want to call anybody out, but she's influenced like three or four people that do a bad version of that, mm-hmm. I think. Because it's like, it's, it's real strong to insult people in a cute way and it works. And it's really off-putting when you try to insult the audience it doesn't you work it's like some down. dude it's like what up fuckers yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. Jesus yeah, yeah. <laughs> you almost what? did an impression of the guy that I'm thinking of right now, <laughs> really? um, uh, but yeah is there anything or maybe we can open it up a little bit is there anything you feel like you're working on and you feel like you haven't got down in terms of like stagecraft 
well, leave jokes aside because that's obviously a process and everything like that. But yeah, I just like wish you were better at this kind of technically. I think I just wish I was more present sometimes on stage. Sometimes yeah. I, I talk really, really fast. Yeah. And I, I recognize that a lot, especially when I'm nervous. I just will plow through my jokes still. And that's something that like you're supposed to learn pretty early on, but I still like can't help it just yeah. to like get through it and like say things word for word rather than just sort of like you know say it yeah the idea of it you know the joke you know the story like just tell it instead of just being like oh i have to say like word 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 lately very yeah. specifically a you know calculated down to the breath you know it's like i don't need to do be so calculated because then it's obviously looks very rehearsed yeah no i think that's right it's there's something about like you wouldn't say it that way at a party yeah but you get on stage and, and it's it just changes a little bit um you got you anything like that um i definitely lately i think i need to figure out how to pace like longer sets better for sure yeah i think i have kind of a low energy monotone at times thing yeah. and um past eight minutes people are kind of like oh man okay next person maybe <laughs> you know you know what i think helps with that and it's not something i'm particularly good at but i see and you mentioned martin urbano i think that i might have mentioned this to you before but like one of the things that that guy is so good at is he has so many different kinds of jokes mm-hmm. that it's not just a matter of like the audience doesn't know what punchline is going to what like what's going to be said they don't know how it's going to come or what the rhythm's going to be yeah and i think sometimes when you do longer sets like it's the problem is like most of us write similar structured jokes. It takes a while to kind of like broaden the way that you approach writing a joke or whatever. Mm. And so I think the audience almost like kind of times it. Like they're like, oh, you know, the, you know, this is. They know what they get when it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, can, I don't know. It's a yeah. It's a son of a bitch. I don't even want to do it anymore. Honestly, let's just all quit. Right, yeah, let's be done. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of done, uh, Courtney, you're moving yeah. to LA, yeah. and I wanted to. I think one of the things, I mean, at least for me, up until recently, because I think I'm going to stay here longer, just made that decision. Uh, but I think a lot of people wonder, like, when should they move to New York or LA? Those are the two big ones. And and uh, yeah, t- won't you tell us how you feel about it? I don't know. I don't really think there's a. I think it's just if you want to go. I don't know. It depends on what you want out of it. I'm still just trying to figure out if I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I'm just going because yeah, yeah. I have the ability to do so, and I do want to experience things while I still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, like just being able to like, because I regardless of whether I was doing comedy, I did. I still love to like just experience new cities and stuff. So yeah. I've, I've lived a lot of places, and so I think. Um, I want to be in a place where I can do it and still get better at it. Uh, but I think I'm still in that phase, so I'm not moving there for any comedic reason. Yeah, you're not you're not moving there to like like make it. Yeah, I'm not going like, there to make money or yeah, yeah. you know monetize comedy yeah, yeah. or like become famous or something. I'm just going because they have just as many mics too. But I just want to be in a new city. I have a lot of friends there now. And, yeah. Um. So that's kind of my motivation. Which people are like, wait, you're you're going pretty early, Corny. You just started. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know that. But I mean, even uh, I think even those people, there's no great consensus just from doing the show as far as like when you should leave anyway. Like I think that mm-hmm. some of the logic because you may build up credibility at a, like a small scene and then you move out there. Yeah. But a lot of people do live. A lot of people start there. I mean, people forget that. Like people are just yeah. from the area and start in New York yeah. and LA and that's just what they, how they do it. I mean, yeah, I feel like the difference is I'm not gonna, you know, probably, I think Mike's, I don't know, they'll have as much fun as I'm ha- I've been having here. Like everyone's been so cool and it's like a small, tight-knit, scene here yeah yeah everyone's so nice and funny and amazing and you know inspiring uh there who knows if it'll be overwhelming or not to do open mics every day but But it'll be something new 
And that's the other thing is I feel like uh, what's not really good for writing is being in a rut. Yeah. Just generally. Yeah. And I think that's what we all have to fight. Like, you know, being in like a, a kind of even a nice place, even a place that supports creative endeavors and stuff like that. If you're doing that, like I'm, I go to work these four days and I do these you know, six mics, I have two, three shows a week. And then I, you know, re- repeat. That's kind of hard. And then you have the same fucking news feed on Facebook and Twitter that you created accidentally. Mm-hmm. So you're just the same thing over and over. I think that that's hard to like continue to be creative in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I bet just by going out to LA, even if you're only going. I'll learn something. And you'll have like, you know, like 15 new men. I'm mean, not that easy, but you know what I'm saying? Just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you might get like a story out of moving. And yeah. Yeah. Just I just, different. yeah. I have, the app- I have the ability to do so. I'm going to keep doing it until I find myself, you know, pregnant or something you can't do it yeah, <laughs> <I'm just> yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what people say about Courtney it's like man if she doesn't get pregnant she's gonna be huge that's what <laughs> I'm just but uh but no people the, I was telling you earlier I thought, thought it was funny like somebody said like oh yeah well LA is where you go to quit comedy so that that's is funny I, as so hell. it's like the, the best yeah. thing I heard about it so we'll kind of decide which I really respect at some level because I respect that people like I respect the going and the trying of it like whenever you're ready but I'm just saying like it's like they went and they were like not for me, but yeah. I, d- I tried. Yeah, that's a respect. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's hard to, it's hard to know where you fit in with yeah. so many people doing the same thing and where, you know, your strengths are and stuff. And so I st- I'm doing it because I love it and want to keep writing and get better. But other yeah. than that, I don't really know where I fit in yet, which is like weird, I guess. But well, so to me, what's weird about it is there's, a, you're, it's an attrition game with yourself, right? Yeah. Like you, you're, you're, you're not, like, there's no point where you get, where you get fired. It's just when will you quit? Yeah. I always think inevitably if you just do it forever you get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, if you do it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and if you're funny. But I mean I actually I'm almost in that camp like if you're funny and you and you do it, you're just gonna by process of elimination figure out like how to do it better, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I guess there's a bad like I I just never met people that go to open mics that are funny to me and also have like uh, a bad process uh, does that make sense yeah can you think Th- of so you're saying if, if you saw someone with a bad process you'd probably be like oh, that's not someone I think is funny anyway yeah exactly like it's just I don't know if it's just because it's a, having a certain kind of smarts or like no 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 or, or just you're getting laughs and so it kind of like you get uh, incentivized to do it the right way so mm-hmm. uh, actually so this isn't mysterious when you said like uh, like the right way to do it. What's what do you see as like the wrong way to do it? Uh, just do like the same set it up mics for over and over and a over year again. To yeah, two. yeah. Because yeah. you definitely see some of that. Yeah, and even it can be like a funny set, but it's like it's just it's just that that's just yeah, a funny yeah. set, and then you got you need another. They just become complacent with whatever. Yeah. Last. I think year. you're not like yeah. You got to practice the right way. I feel like I mean you're not getting better. Yeah. If you're just doing the same. Yeah, yeah. But I mean when I talk, so this is a bit of a like a gestalt kind of thing. But like after talking to those people. I'm like, oh, you're dumb. I don't want to say totally. I, I just, uh, yeah, I, you know, like <laughs> you meet, you know, that idea like uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, mm-hmm. different results. People that go to uh, open mics and they've done this for, so I've been doing comedy a little over two years in Austin mm-hmm. and uh, at all, but in Austin. And there are people at open mics and everybody who might be listening to this knows exactly who I'm talking about who are doing the same five minutes. And anyway, uh, I talk to those people afterwards and I'm always like, Oh, you're kind of dim. <laughs> yeah. It seems well, shitty, but it, I just think you can't. Maybe. You cannot be a smart person and do that consistent. You know what I mean? 
I can see, you know, I can, yeah. I can We're not naming any names, so, you know. Yeah. All I'm asking you, Michael, is, are dumb people dumb? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe it's not. No, you know, don't let me know. Is that is that too far? Is that... People just have no, really, just, really different motivations for getting on stage sure. at an open mic. Yeah, You're going to see people sense. that aren't, you know, because it's an open mic, so yeah. you get people from... They're not actually trying to be professionals, is what you're saying. They're just... They just yeah. want to get or, out of the yeah. house. Some people also <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like they were recently trapped inside of their house and yeah. they're glad to be out. <laughs> they want to tell dick jokes. Yeah, that's well. That's the difference. If it's someone who's just like uh, they go out a couple of times a week and it's like their I think Kanane said this somewhere where it's like oh it's like their hobby. Yeah, like I usually get mad at them and now it's like oh whatever. It's just like their their uh, it's their thing they do with their friends. Yeah, but the people who it's like they go out and do the same thing every night and they're like how come I've put in six years? How come this isn't? That's the one where it's like, are you insane? It's not. Yeah. You don't punch a clock. Like, There's no. way more of those people, though. Oh, There's yeah. way people more. that like feel like they pay oh, their dues yeah. just because they're doing the same thing for six years. Yeah. And and they're way more them because I've, you know, we, we all talk to each other. I don't meet too many people that say that they're the first one. Let's say the, let's they're say the first one. That they're the, they're oh, the like, oh, this is just my bowling. Uh, there's plenty oh, of, I don't, yeah. There's plenty of people I know that are on non-committal or just not sure. There's like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I like it. You know, we're seeing it, feeling it out. That's it's whatever. But like, but I think in the back of their head, they're like, I would like to be doing this. Yeah. You know, they're not committed to. It's like, well, if you like to be doing this at all, you know, it's, I, I've been making this poker analogy a lot, which is that like, poker. I mean, if you're not betting money on it, you're not just not playing poker, or you're playing a completely different game. It's not a if it's not real stakes, just right. Yeah, and, and, money and more of the point, especially being that it's just it's not on a continuum. There is actually just a huge break. And similarly, it's like if you're going out twice a week and you're doing the same thing, you've been doing that for two years. I want to say you're not really doing comedy, not because I want to have an ego invested in like these people count and these people don't. I just feel like that's. Like comedy is also about like developing a voice and like taking risks and all this kind of stuff, and it's like that just seems like it's this this other thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know why I told you guys that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very depressed about comedy now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this show's about. It's it's insidious. Yeah, we just slowly walk yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's a very competitive field, and I feel like if I can just get people to quit one podcast at a time <laughs> like i my chances raise it's gonna uh, be you and all these uh dum-dums as you call uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> these dim-witted I, <laughs> I was way meaner than dumb i was like these, uh, yeah. dumb, I was like, these fucking they, idiots these guys are they dim are they, <laughs> i don't okay. know if you think they're <laughs> dim I mean, I mean, let me pose like this do you guys think stupid? they're uh, dumb or or retarded i just if you could pick one i was waiting for that one i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, last night i tried i and so I'm I'm on board, I guess, with not saying the retarded, you know, like not using that word in a derogatory way. It took me a while, but I, but it took me like five tries to get it right last night. I was like, "Good guy's retarded, mentally retarded, ah, mentally channeled." I'm, he's, you know, he's not okay. I'm done. <laughs> I tried. Um, he's but, doing the same set every night for two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you? I mean, <laughs> they're not even a comic. They're just yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I, I feel I feel mean now. No, it's okay. Because uh, you are. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. I, mean, this, uh, I was I was talking to I can't I shouldn't say, but uh, I was talking to a person mm-hmm. who 
uh, yeah, let's just say they're a person. Okay. And and uh, it was about like being mean to bad comics versus not being mean to bad comics. What kind like, of questions? <laughs> yeah, this is this. Well, it wasn't. I you know it was a conversation, so I wasn't like, what do you guys think about being mean to bad comics? It was okay. it was in the conversation. Somebody said something shitty about a bad comic. Okay, and it was kind of it was clear that they were picked because they're. It wasn't just like as a douchebag. It was like this fucking awful comic. Well, you know whatever. And I you know I kind of maintain that. There's a certain way people are nice to those people, but they're nice in a very distanced kind of cool club way. Yeah. Where it's like, I would never tell that guy he's bad, but I will never book him and I won't talk to him at Cherrywood. And I, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And I almost feel like it would, it would be less torture. Like I, it was a comic that everybody was picking on on the internet once. And then a bunch of people I remember were like, oh, don't, don't make fun of him, everything like that. It's like, I bet you if you made fun of him, but also booked him, he would love it. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's a certain cruelty that just is, seems natural to what we're doing. You know, <laughs> it sucks, but it just, it seems to be true. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> right now. <laughs> this, I just want, and look, it sucks, guys, and it's hard forever, and that's just what we got on. Yeah. No, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Like, let, me, let me ask you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I don't know. What you're saying, like, about being mean to people is... I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to be mean. I don't like to force. The other thing that I think about that is like people do try to feel like, oh, because we're all part of this thing, we all have to be like really good friends. That's that's, that's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah. That's something where I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't really know. Like, I we're more like coworkers in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something a little. Yeah. somewhere in between. Yeah, you give them like a, you say, hey, it's like a courtesy, yeah, yeah. but you don't have to be best friends with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I would never. I don't like being mean to their face. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, definitely. Love, when they leave, love it behind their backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they get five feet away, oh boy. Sometimes. <laughs> And sometimes that's appropriate too. Like it's not, you know, you don't want to be the guy. There's, there can only be two or three in a scene that I think they've they've been deputized as the person that just tells people what everyone is thinking. Tells people off publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't talk shit about everybody and everything in life ever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. it's just any other kind of thing, Actually, at work or at school <laughs> or whatever. Everyone and, just. And what you said, uh, the, I think that's probably going to be the best analogy, which is a lot like a high school, like more than anything. It's like it is kind of. A work environment's kind of a friend environment's kind of a community environment or whatever. Um, well, you guys want to round it down to some like uh, some some of our our famous last questions. They're famous. Famous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah can't yeah. wait. Yeah, it's this is really exciting. To make us yeah. famous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing I'll, I'll go ahead and ask is if you could, like so we're kind of talking about this. If you could just the thing that you're tired of seeing bad comics do at open mics, you just want like please stop doing this. And if if I, you know, I know that sounds negative, but I feel like this is the thing that, honestly, given how we don't really talk that explicitly about like you are bad when you do this, this is like the one time I think people might like be able to hear that without you know feeling yeah. bad. Yeah. It's hard yeah. for me to say that because I think I am still also a lot of the times a bad comic at an open sure. mic. Absolutely. So no, I make so many yeah. mistakes. Absolutely. So. And that's that's why we're kind of like, you know, leading the blind. Like, we're all just trying to, like, grope around and try to... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, figure out, you know, together. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Most people would do more open mics. Yeah. So you feel... Okay, that's interesting. Um, you mean, yeah. like, the people that do shows, they're not going to enough open or just, mics? Or yeah, just, yeah, or just general? people that want to do it and are going to a handful. Or, you know, I think it's just, you know, just if you, like, it's just great to be writing every day and go every day if you can. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think 
I don't know. The more open mics, you're only going to get better the more you do. Yeah. I think that's true. You know, the funny thing is that, like, did, I didn't know this, uh, except, like, I, I get reminded by it where you see a person and they're only at that one open mic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they know, everybody knows that about them. It's not necessarily bad, but I don't know any of those people that are good. Yeah, just yeah. don't get too comfortable in a one place. Like, just, yeah. you know, keep branching out and doing, you know, more stuff because you're just going to keep learning about yourself and your comedy. And, yeah. you know, I think it's good to watch other people too and learn from other people. What are the odds that you're going to get really good at this if the only mic that you go to is the one that's like two blocks from your house? Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. just feel like yeah. there's a lot of that, but yeah. What about you, Michael? Is there anything like where you're just like, I'm, I do not, I'm done. I do not want to hear this anymore. I don't want to see this anymore. Um, d- definitely like try, not like try too hard, but like, I, I think Pat Dean had a good post about one time where it was like, like people go up and like shit on the situation and everything. And I mean, I've done this once in a while, well, yeah, I course, too, yeah. but it's like, it's like, uh, he had something where he was like, yeah, if you just don't go, like don't come and then I can go to bed before midnight. Like it'd be nice. Yeah. 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 There is. Cause it's like, well, yeah, we're all doing this and yeah, sometimes you're 20th at kick, but whatever. Don't like shit on the place for three minutes and, and the whole yeah. chose to come out here. Yeah. Like if this. that's what you're going to use with your time, like maximize your time that you get three minutes, but you might as well do yeah. the best that you can with that time. And it's comics mm. too, that you're doing that in front of sometimes. So it's like, yeah, we all know. We all know exactly, no, like that wasn't the revelation you thought it was going to be like, yeah, it is really bad. Like, Right, yeah. yeah. No one wants to watch, you just mope around for. Yeah. Yeah. Then also, I don't know, people, like there's a lot of, like, uh, I don't know, just people should watch more comedy. I mean, there's a lot of times people, maybe it's just more early on, but people go up with a setup or a premise where it's like everyone does this, man. Like, oh, yeah. Even like the specific setup will be, or just like people like, I don't know, like dating's hard and like everyone says that, but it's like, you're right though, just dating is hard. You're going to say dating's not hard? Is that what we're... Very easy. No, it's no. a... Very, <laughs> if someone went up and said that, that would be an interesting... Dating? Maybe not funny, <laughs> but it's at least like different. You know, I don't know. You wouldn't be rolling your eyes in, in that way. I used to get mad at people getting really fucked up on stage, like getting really like hammered and going on stage or something. Yeah, yeah. Would, something would be like, oh my gosh. Cause, but I get it though in a way because like sometimes you're at a mic for three hours and people just like don't realize it that they've just been like, oh, I've been here for three hours. I'm just, yeah. just having a few beers. A- absolutely. <laughs> Were you guys at Tramps when that guy fell off the stage? No. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was, that was great. He Once fe- we knew he wasn't dead, we were like, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So he was awful. He oh, was, they did, uh, tra- I mean, nobody who hasn't gone is going to know what I'm talking about, but there's no but Tramps takes place in like a sports bar in the back room and the back room is kind of the best place for it and everything like that. They had us do it in the front room really and, yeah and it was awful I mean it's just like it was yeah. the worst place because you could it, it's in the middle of the bar nobody can leave it yeah, and so it does there's mirrors there's yeah uh, oh yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah it's like uh, beds like that circus and fear and loathing in Las Vegas it's fucking awful yeah and this one guy had just been getting he was just shit hammered like he just fucked up in the audience and I think he I think he's blacked out drunk yeah. and then finally uh, for what I think Whoever was hosting it, it was, me, yeah. it was oh, some boy. fucking loser was hosting this. And he got the, did you say like, did he sign up or were you like, Hey, do you want to do comedy uh, drunkie or what? Oh, I didn't ask him not for sure, but he, he put his name in the bucket. I think he might've been like a holdover from trivia or something, but yeah. And he did. So of course he didn't know how the light worked and I was like giving a light. He'd done like six or seven minutes and yeah. I was ready to go on stage and be like, oh, aren't we all glad that he didn't fall off this thing? And then right, he <laughs> fell off was his last, did right he, onto was the like, speaker. 
Oh, no. <laughs> down. The place went silent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was a skinny, sickly little guy, too. It was, yeah. Oh, so he it wasn't like a hard fall. It was like somebody <laughs> dropped a marionette. I can't imagine like, somebody like Lando or something. Like, that would have been like, ah. Yeah. Like, that would have been like a crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just, he got in like a drunk lean. And then it was just like, it, it's like in slow motion in my mind. Like he got <laughs> clean and couldn't pull out of it. And then it's just, <laughs> Oh yeah. no. Uh, yep. He's, he's alive though. I think yeah. he worked with somebody. I don't remember what comic it was. Someone's like, Oh yeah, I work with that guy. Yeah. I bet that guy's an asshole to work with. Could be wrong. Could just yeah. be the booze. I feel bad for the guy that had to go up after that though. <laughs> yeah. It was Michael technically. Yeah. Yeah. See, but I kind of like when things like that happen at open mics. Not, I don't want anybody getting hurt or anything like that, but it's just, it can become so monotonous that anything that happens that you can, like, comment on that can be, can break the tension or, like, break the boredom or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a death at an open mic. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, just, I like to, you know, think I'm, that would be, like, a good chance to... I'm not saying... <laughs> was something interesting to happen <laughs> in my life? I'm not saying that death would be... I'm saying there's a good part of it. Yeah, yeah, no. Spin okay. it. Maybe I can write a bit about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you just see a bunch of comics like looking around and writing <laughs> their notebooks like yeah <laughs> really um, relatable stuff yeah okay so is <laughs> here's the, the another question uh what is the best advice anybody gave you in comedy or general i mean if it's like you know hanging there baby or whatever but somebody told me once about writing yeah and this is something i still think about a lot is that i feel like one of my biggest weaknesses is that a lot of the times i'll write a joke and then i'll um, I'll really, really rely on an inflection or the way that I say something or how, like, what my personality or facial expressions are like during the joke and instead of, like, really focusing on the writing. So somebody was like, well, okay, well, whatever you write, if you can write it out on a piece of paper and give it to any other person and they can read it and it would still be funny, that means you have a good joke. Yeah. Um, instead of, like, really focusing on that other stuff, which I think is a very, like, newish comic thing to do is to focus on like oh if I say it this certain way then yeah. I'm gonna laugh and if I don't say it like with the doing a high pitch thing here like absolutely <laughs> but you know that's a very novice thing and I'm still you know pretty new at it so it's like that you're and, and you're putting I think about it just in terms of like strategy or something like that you're putting a lot of pressure on your performance if the joke needs that exactly and you know? so I'm really really trying so hard to just really focus on like the writing of the joke and making the content so that it can be yeah like read by anybody and still hold up yeah and I, I think that the other part is definitely going to get better that I think is a function of time is that you will become a better performer by being on stage that's the stuff that I think it's not that it doesn't require any attention but it, it will just because you're going to you're going to be the funny that you normally are once you're very comfortable on stage but I think the writing stuff does take work yeah and so if you're focusing on that yeah yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's a good point uh, what about you advice that somebody gave you that you thought was really helped you um i remember one time i was kind of because i've definitely always been more of a writer i've been more like the other way and um performing has been more of a not like a chore for me but, but i guess it's always it's always people you're actually funny off the cuff but mm -hmm. you don't i don't know if you don't think you are but anytime i've heard you talk about this mm -hmm. you do what, what what goes on there well when i started i mean i think i definitely riff on stage a lot more. yeah at the beginning i mean i yeah not a word uh, out of place for yeah, sure yeah um no i think i'm getting i think maybe i was so uh stiff and wooden when i got here that people still think old more, stiff think and wooden I, yeah that's yeah that's what you were a comedy team of one guy named it was <laughs> stiff and wooden yeah yeah um uh, it's a pirate comedy duo yeah um, it's as bad as it sounds <laughs> but i remember 
yeah i mean i think i'm getting better at like riffing and stuff uh on stage but i remember jay white one time i was at tramps and friend of the podcast yeah i had just gone up and he pulled me outside or pulled me aside outside the room and he's like like you know the words right like just like be confident or something and I, <laughs> I thought i'd even been confident at the time but it was not i don't know i definitely think i, I like um like shrink from the moment sometimes or something or i don't yeah. know i think i mean especially when i started back in iowa it was very just like i think pretty rote but i was like i would just like like very loud into the mic yeah and so i think sometimes i think it's like man i'm like more conversational now but i think it used to be more effective i don't know if maybe robotic worked for me very well i don't know <laughs> well there, but there were you know honestly i was thinking about this there are things that work when you have less confidence there are not totally but but i i've there's i watch new people getting laughs at open mics and i think like this is not going to work later and i think a good example is like i think in a weird way new people can sometimes be almost aggressive because they're still nervous and demure and so when they say a thing they can kind of get a laugh in that place where it's like if you were confident you would be a dick to say that Mm -hmm. i noticed some of my jokes like would uh, around like six or seven months or whatever would wouldn't work and it was like oh it's because i'm not nervous like this was kind of working because i was getting i was getting some new guy laughs Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i was getting some like oh he's trying and like i was like oh i could see that this is funny but you know for a new guy once that goes away i think that yeah you start losing a certain amount of that yeah it's crazy how much all that intangible yeah yeah stuff matters that Chris can pick up on okay next next question next advice based question um if you could go back and tell yourself give yourself some advice year in let's say somewhere in there something specific to you what do you what do you think it'd be uh so be cool be chill chill, chill out. the fuck out <laughs> like Courtney you. Peterson <laughs> you two years ago Stop, yeah yeah you know i get in my head too much and just like you know just keep doing your thing and stop you know worrying about what people think of you or whatever yeah who cares yeah <laughs> yeah you know stop being so insecure about it like i mean you know be better but don't like Apologize when you have a bad set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically that. <laughs> 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 <Stop> the <ball. laughs> uh, oh, I was just thinking about, I did this, uh, so I was at Cap like a week ago, and uh, I mean, some sets went, you know, very well. Yeah. There's a couple sets where I was like, Ooh. and so like Andrew Murphy was working the side door, and so I'd go straight to him and I'd be like, Phew whoa i bombed huh but yeah. then i was saying it's like sometimes like my my uh instinct so is times. go right to like i would go like right to you or right to you and be like who i should quit comedy if i did that at a mic if i bombed so bad you know but yeah there was that cap i was like oh, i can't just say this to like mark or people like why would you ever tell yeah, yeah. yeah. and murphy's like yeah don't fucking tell them idiot like yeah yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. no but that, i mean that is such a hard moment if you have a bad set and you want to talk to somebody and you want reassurance but like it's it's there's it's not an easy way to elicit that you know like mm-hmm. there I've had bad sets where I'm like I'm funny right like afterwards I'm like like we agreed yeah. we saw me getting laughs earlier like this is yeah or uh, even it's almost like a like a wink wink like ah oh, I know that was yeah that's not up to standard doesn't yeah. don't think you'll but, get them next time bud. yeah 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 <laughs> um, yeah no. yeah. yeah. 
And I was just like, well, I did that one time where I was just like, somebody had like just booked me on a show like that night. And then I went up and did like, I bombed really hard in an open mic. And then afterwards I was like, bet you wish you waited till after that set. Like, they were like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? I mean, yeah. I mean, you just, at some level, you just have to eat it. You just have to be like, that sucked. I'm going to keep doing, and, you know, and it's also inevitable, but that's what it's, it, it's annoying to me because it's like, I know this, I knew this could not, not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're if you're an athlete and you lose a game, you knew you were gonna lose some. You've got yeah. a good average, but that like, and you would think the knowledge that like some of these are not gonna, it's we're not gonna win every game this season, right? But you, you would just like, oh, that this was the one we were gonna lose, but it still feels fucking devastating. Oh yeah, you know? that's a big. I think like it's like football. It's like the defensive back, they'll guard like the wider side. So you're like on an island, pretty mm-hmm. much. You can just get just toasted but they say it's like you're supposed to have like a short memory yeah yeah. And i like that a lot yeah yeah for comedy where it's like oh yeah just you just gotta forget it yeah but yeah. then if you if you're always rationalizing getting bombing i don't know no, so no, it's like no, a fine line no but, but that's because what you don't do is decide your comic future after a set based on that set yeah you know what you do you i think get too high or too low exactly yeah. i think what you do is you say you know how's the last three months been what does that look like? That's, I mean, I think that's, I that's mean, good, it's not easy to get a purchase on anything like that, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me in terms of like, like how is this, a bit. yeah, what's the trajectory like? How is it, have I enjoyed it generally? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, I don't know, it might've been you that said this, but like the two things that, like you're most intolerable after a bad set and after a good set. Like if you kill, you can't be around people like it's. Or I mean, I'll, I could phrase this as a question. Just like after I do really well on stage, I'm I can't think of anything but what just happened. I can't even really talk to people. I almost just want to just go by myself. <laughs> Are you just glowing? Yeah, a just, little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and then and then uh, if I bomb, it's just that fucking stink of failure yeah. all over you that no one can help you. Yeah, nobody wants to be around. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and no, but because there's because you know, I mean, well, I I love that moment sometimes when. Um, you, there's like a meeting of the minds where you see a friend just had a, a, a bomb and there's nothing you both know there's no, like I can't tell you that that was good or make you feel bad it's just go to sleep wake up come back have a good set and you'll be fine or whatever yeah, yeah. that's when it's fun to, I know this is Martin and Sam are always like that too where it's like he'll be like oh you had a good set and Martin be like no I didn't and Sam's like no he bombed yeah, yeah but like yeah. I like that's a good friend where it's like they can be like yeah whatever yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah. that yeah. people like, like they be real about it or yeah. I hate it when I bomb and then somebody's like great set I'm like Ugh, yeah yeah I hate that no mm, yeah. nice try <laughs> then Jesse and Hensley and I bombed or bombed yeah we did we bombed we bonded once over just I had a relatively good set and I got off stage and I was like yeah it wasn't good that part and I wish I hadn't done that and he's like that, yeah there you go that's the right attitude mm-hmm. <laughs> just have a good set and then think of all the bad things that you did or whatever yeah um, and then oh but did you say yours like if you go back uh, yeah, yeah what, what do you do what do you tell your what do you tell little Michael yeah um, old Mikey good probably I'd probably go up and speak to I'm still bad about that but mm-hmm. like just go up and talk to people more I yeah know. I remember I mean I was always I was like painfully shy growing up and then i've come out of that i think quite a bit but there's there's still stuff of that we're like i mean there's still comics like like people who were like established before yeah that i'm like i don't think they i don't think i've ever talked to them or even like introduced myself it's like yeah. i've been here two and a half years so now i'm like who, who? probably know who i am so i'm like i don't want to do yeah let's stupid. get their attention they're probably avid listeners who, nah, who is who, who, who you think that. no let's do it. But okay. i remember i used to go to like spider house especially when i first got here and it's like some places 
like Opal's, it was like a small, and so like you couldn't help, or like Cold Town, you couldn't help but like talk to people because you were right there. Yeah. But like Spider House, people would be hanging out outside, and if I was in like a circle and it disintegrated, sometimes I would just go home because like, <laughs> yeah. I can't join another circle. It's like, I can't too just much. Walk into it. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do a thing now where I try to at least shake hands with people like that. I'm like, I just want to say hey, and then that's it. Yeah. Because I don't want to like Raul Sanchez was at Valve. Mm-hmm. and I look up to that guy so much but I I know that about myself and I have no reason to talk to him you know what I mean and we don't know each other well enough mm-hmm. so I just I'm like hey I don't want to ignore that person I don't want to be so afraid it's like I never have contact with that person mm-hmm. uh, we've talked a few times you know I shook his hand said hey uh, good to see you man and that's it yeah. and it's like at least that to me is like at least the requisite um, but you know what I fucking what I'm I am I'm probably not hurting myself that much in the long run but I am pathologically afraid to talk to the club like to talk to those people uh, um, in I general I just don't know how to do it and I don't know how to like because I think that I you know it's it's you never know whether like should I talk to them more or should I wait for them to talk to me or something like that and they, it's like I always feel like they're like completely inundated with people that want their attention mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's like i never know do should i be one of those people that is like hey i just want to hey, uh, hey i'm just friendly that's the only reason i'm talking to you uh, you seem nice and you know it's like it's, well that wouldn't be a great way to do it but you know what no. i'm saying like but you know what i mean it's it's clear that like the only reason you would be talking to a person like that is to get work there you know yeah mm, i yeah. mean you could like uh like thanks Sam for having me on a mic. That's an easy way. Yeah, to yeah. just start just talking like, to people. Or, yeah, yeah. but I think it I is have. Weird. Yeah, but but they're kind. Of, I think I find them a bit standoffish. But but not. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Not know, me. I don't think they are. It's just it's just more like a no one ever knows what they're thinking about them. You know? Yeah. Even if you've been, I, mean, I remember talking to different people and they'd be like, I haven't, I haven't been there in a while. I mean, everyone's always nervous about. Yeah. That's the place you really want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I don't know. They used to have professional place. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. like one of the best in the country. So yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. Cool. so good. I mean, I came from a place where we had a funny bone, and they did not do an open mic, and all the hosts and features are like forty-year-olds have been there for twenty years. Yeah, 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 yeah. never. Yeah, it's like not even having a minor league system in baseball. It's like it doesn't make sense. To me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. here it's great. I remember when I first got here, like been here like i did the mic once and then i came to a weekend show and they're like oh yep come on in michael's like oh my god this is yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah you guys are so nice i think i think a lot of it is just like they they're nobody's trying to create that if they do it that they, they do it but like at you know, this place in des moines for instance like just they're just like you know they, they're just trying to sell hot wings and tickets like they don't mm-hmm. they don't feel like they need to do that you know what yeah. i mean like it's not a which part of what what's that <laughs> which is wrong like they would have a better product, I think. Agree, agree. Yeah, yeah. Thing and yeah, it's yeah. just a better. Yeah. Think some, of how many. Yeah, you get. Yeah. But, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Place wants to stay relevant and have. Yeah. Like fresh. Yeah. Blood and people come up and perspective. Yeah. Competition makes everyone way better. So. Agreed. Uh, okay. Uh, last little question here. Um, if you could change anything on Austin comedy, what would it be? Man, I don't know. I just missed some of the mics magic just since one. I've been here. What? Oh, the magic one? Yeah. Um, I mean, we just, I mean, but, I mean, open mics are so trans. I mean, you can't, you don't always get them. They're, or they leave just like that. Like, I like, uh, uh, Karina had a thing on Last Cast where it's like, yeah, the places, venues explode, places go away. Like, don't get mad that a mic isn't there yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, but we, lo- I mean, just since I've been here, like, Java was great, Skylark, Bonebox. I mean, there's like four or five. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Then there was some, like, the better feedback. Because, like, all mics kind of suck, but there was some that was, like, had, yeah. you could get really good feedback. There's there's a thing about 
the independent nature of what we're doing that makes people feel presumptuous to take charge of anything. Uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. You could you could basically tell new people to do it and not order them or something like that. But you could do a mic. You could just you could really. I mean, I just I've suggested this a couple times. I'm just throwing it out here because um, I guess that's what this is for. But like where it feels fucked up. To, but there's if if you were just like, hey, you've been doing comedy for three or four months. We've all talked and think you should try to start an open mic. Mm-hmm. If that was a practice, you'd have more open mics. It yeah. just feels obscene to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Hmm? It'd be kind of cool. I mean, if you were two months in, you'd feel like handpicked. I think that'd be that's, well, this is, <laughs> you know, this is part of what I, yeah, yeah. Start bullying new so comics. So if anybody's listening, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> so if anybody's listening to this and they've been doing comedy for less than four months, we'll say, we've all been talking about you personally and we really think you should start an open You're mic. not him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the other guy. That's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're friends with. I fucking hate that guy. Uh, but uh, okay, magic wand, Courtney. Yeah, I guess I feel like the same way. I feel like you know more open mics are would be greater because. But it's hard. I feel like it's. I don't even know if this makes any sense. But I feel like. I can't wait. I want to see more like of a blend of the newer and older comics at mics and stuff. Um, but I think it's hard because there are so many shows to do every week too. Just as yeah. many shows as there are mics going on. So I think a lot of people are doing shows and can't make it to mics and stuff. So it's like a hard to, hard to be doing both at the same time. Completely. Actually, you know, the funny thing, we, uh, Taylor, my roommate, uh, Taylor Dowdy, you guys know him. Uh, what, you know, anyway, uh, <laughs> I was, we were both talking about how it feels like most people who are doing mics now aren't good. Or, or, I don't mean it that this way. There's a I lot mean, of new, really new people. Th- this is what I'm saying. Like the, a lot of the, when I started, a lot of people who had been doing comedy for a while were still hosting mics, and that seems to be less of a trend. And we kind of did the math on it too, so it wasn't just like, oh, they seemed like they'd been doing a while. I mean, it was like people who were, you know, doing comedy like three, four, or five years, had were hosting mics like one, two years ago, and now that seems to be. So I've kind of given up on it a little bit. Like I just don't think that what's happening now is that it's a thing. Like m- most kind of people are a little established from doing well they just don't want to host mics okay fair enough mm-hmm. so somebody should and that's yeah but anyway. yeah yeah dude i remember when you started uh that was like the golden age of i mean i was like the tramps mic for like a year yeah yeah, but yeah. you and eric nimmer yeah and austin smart started about the same time yeah and you guys were all n- you were you were new so it was like the new where like people still sit in the room and watch comedy because yeah know, like jaded yeah <laughs> But you guys were like funny new too, but like, oh man, that was a great, it like w- a good like three or four months where that mic was like, it was fantastic. Crazy good. Yeah. yeah. It was like a show every Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. And they, it was just a, a fun energy. It, you guys were all like, I love to be there. And I love it. Trent. That's where I feel most comfortable doing brand new material. Yeah. So I, oh, I mean, oh yeah. I, I mean, you and I, and you too, but you left because you hosted it before. Like I did. Like I, I'm not there much now because I don't host it anymore. Uh, but but yeah, it, that was my favorite mic by far in terms of just like like working on new material. I felt like there's just something about it where you have confidence you wouldn't otherwise have. It's like you're on like yeah, but I feel like the this the whole environment of it like being like having those spotlights on you, having like a real sort of like stage and like club sort of feel even. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's just uh, you don't get that with open mics a lot of the time. A lot of times in a corner of a bar it's, or yeah. That you talk about intangibles. That to me is one of the intangibles in comedy. It is so hard to figure out how the room affects uh, performance and stuff like that but it certainly does like it just yeah. feels like being like the stage height 
yeah. and have a huge to do. Like, the tables are set up like any comedy club. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like Opal shouldn't have worked maybe in theory because it's a long, narrow room and everyone can't even see the person. But like just, but yeah, by virtue of how it and did, who, and it who was really in there. Well. Also, uh, I don't. I think clubs are good, but but sometimes they're not enough people close together in a club, so that can be bad. Uh, the th- fucking theaters. I am if I, I like to do crowd work to the degree I can. Like if I can talk to people, I did a, a the institution theater last night. I try to talk to a lady, and there's so much more of a voyeuristic fourth wall there that it was like she was. She looks at me like, "Are, are you allowed to talk to me?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it could have been just that lady, but I definitely felt like that. If we were in a bar with a little bit more light, there wouldn't have been the same. You know, when they're kind of around you, mm-hmm. like Cap City Small Room is a great example where they're kind of like you know, people. I don't know. If they don't want to be picked on, but they do expect a little bit of like back and forth, a little bit sometimes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna just before we round down here. Uh, you know, there are different classes obviously that come in. I, w- I think that me, Eric, uh, Austin, number of Devin. It was just we also had a lot of people in that class for whatever reason. Like a lot of people who were gonna end up staying around all started at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happened like like it's like seasonal or something like that. I don't yeah. know because that happened like maybe a year ago too. Is it like August? Maybe, Is that happening now? Yeah. Because I feel like Tyler and Scott Sticker and Bradley Ursh and all those dudes all started around the same time, too. And that was like a pretty fat class or whatever. Yeah. It's fun when you get a good wave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good energy. Okay. Um, Well, Ariel would kill me if I didn't ask you guys for endorsements. So everybody's got to endorse something. Comedy. You've got to endorse it. She might kill you for how you asked this question. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, this is is how I would be talking about it when she was... (laughs) She did well. She didn't know that I did the jack off sign. So yeah. I was, no, no, I think it's a good thing. I like, actually yeah, did yeah. two. We've got so. we've got good feet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are we endorsing? Oh, just uh, just some comedy wise that you've seen recently that you like. You want people to listen to or check out or something like that. Could be you. Could be like anything. Like, hey, check me. Out. No. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's endorse each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Good's great comic. <laughs> Go he's, check he's, he's good. And it comes he's, to me, and I, I, it's like when you said, "I'll vote for you," and you, and you just you vote for you. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, "She's right." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was gonna do. I, I gotta, I gotta put it back on me. I gotta, yeah, endorse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. um. I don't. You can do um, What local? I mean, see anything? Oh, it could be something you saw recently on Netflix. Yeah, it could be your favorite comedy album. It doesn't have to be some new hot mm-hmm. take or whatever. Oh, I what? just listen. I'll endorse. Uh, I just listened to the Mulaney the second time he was on Pete Holmes's podcast. Every time I go on a podcast, it's just me, me talking about other podcasts. Yeah, but, that's <laughs> that is the nature. Uh, it's like a. It's just turtles all the way down. Yeah, tortoise shells. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. I mean, and it's like after his show, like uh, you know, flamed out. So it's very like. It was such an interesting, but he had he had some advice in there that like it maybe he had something about how he was bombing. Like he'd already done Conan, but he was like bombing opening for someone, and the guy was like, "Oh, dude, you're funny, but like this, they don't have time for your clever stuff. Like just get to the point." And I listened to that. I was like, "Oh, this is like um, a lot of my act." I could, <laughs> that's good. So say, say a little bit more about that, like because uh, I'm. I, I have, what's the difference between? Well, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'll just like like you know like I went up at Valve last night, and there's stuff that like has done very well at Cold Town. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, this is, yes, this will be great. And then you tell it for real people. Not that Cold Town's not, but Cold Town's like a younger, hipper crowd. It's also a theater. Yeah. That environment is more, I think, inclined towards 
le- giving people the benefit of the doubt artistically, you know, and like going along places, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they got him for free usually. Like people pay money. There's a, another pressure to that. It feels like, but I just got to get to where real people kind of give a shit. Because yeah. like I can do, like I just can't do. I don't know. Sometimes it's I have stuff that won't translate sure. um, at all. And they're, not, and I, they're not necessarily right either. You know what I mean? I think yeah. It's but just over the w- aggregate of the sets you do for, you can kind of pick up on like what sure. doesn't translate. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. No, no. I just meant that like I think comedy club audiences are also a kind of audience. They're mm-hmm. not like the main audience. They're a kind of audience. I think in a lot of ways, like some of the best comics we know in terms of like famous comics or whatever, their voice came from doing independent, like forming like alternative shit. Like when that was a distinction or whatever. Yeah. Like. Uh, Pat Oswalt, Janine Garofalo, all those guys or whatever, because in some sense they thought comedy audiences, comedy club audiences were like not their audiences or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're going to, Jake Johansson said something about, it's like, if you can't make people, I mean, they came here for comedy. So even yeah. if it's not like, maybe you're kind of like, if you can't make people who came for, it's not like a biker bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. what he said. It was like, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, for this. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's why FPIA is a fantastic, like, audience usually. Like, those just, like, they just are they're like oh it's a comedy competition i'm gonna hear jokes and yeah and they usually are really like generous or whatever yeah but uh endorsements yeah yeah uh well i don't really know i feel like uh the well, one of the newest shows that i feel like i wanted like a local show that i feel like everyone should if they haven't already gone to see is that show six shooter Mm-hmm. At uh, it's great. It's Alamo Draft House. Fantastic. It is the most fun show I've ever done and ever seen. So good. I would go to it every time if I could just even watch. It's like the most fun show. Mac Blake and Eric Aaron Brooks are Nut, like the funniest. Nut deep. Yeah. Not deep. They're, oh. they're like the funniest people. They're so like they interact with the audience. So funny. They are great with each other. Like the interviews after your set are like just really really good. And they're both fantastic comics in their own right yeah they do uh for the listener they they do a improvised well they do a comedy duo like they're they're a country band and then they improvise at some point a country song yeah together with audience suggestions it's just so the space and everything about it is just literally it's just so cool and perfect you wouldn't think you could do it yeah. You know what I mean? Like if somebody was like this is a or you wouldn't think you could do a funny version of that yeah um Oh, I had a really had a great time doing that show, uh, where they were <laughs> uh, their kids came through, uh, like the room, like uh, like they were just passing like in and out of the room, and I did like, oh hey, it's kids. I hope you heard my cum joke. I just said it off the table. Everybody Jared, laughed. Everybody, no. everybody laughed. <laughs> uh, but Matt got up and afterwards, like mentioned, like it was almost sharpshooter level of like the kid was just about to leave, <laughs> and it's like yeah, him. I didn't say it that way, by the way. I don't think I was no, like, I hey know. kids, you like cum? It wasn't like that. But know, it was definitely <laughs> it was something to that. Effect. But anyway, um, <laughs> had a good time. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna endorse another podcast just for like a similar sort of style. Uh, Ari Shafir's got a podcast the skeptic tank but it's not just that podcast i want to draw attention to he has comics on every once in a while if you guys haven't seen this you really should uh or heard it i guess i've heard it uh he he but where he has comics come on and and dissect 
l- almost line by line their first album. Mm-hmm. He's done this maybe like a dozen oh, or more cool. times. Yeah, it's fantastic. You kind of have to like sort through it, but it's amazing to get to listen to people like Kyle Kinane or Tom Segura or whatever the talk Kinane about. Ones, it, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so you guys should check that out. Especially. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks for coming on, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. This yeah, is this fun. Is great. Thanks for having me. Okay, absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, bye, guys. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around till the end of the episode so that I can promote all of our stuff for you. So Michael and Courtney are both on the Low and Inside show tomorrow, Friday at 11 p.m. That is... August 25th uh, at the Velveeta Room. It's that show where it's baseball themed so every comic has to tell short one-liner style jokes and see if they can beat the other team in a good old game of baseball hosted by Nick Severino and Aaron Brooks. And Michael also wanted to promote the his show at the Shed Barbershop. It's every third Friday of the month. Um, it's free. They take donations that go to animals. I forget the details. I just remember it goes to like cats and dogs and stuff. And that show is at 8:30, and it is um, it's a great show. And Jared, of course, once again didn't get back to me with anything to promote for himself. But I have a show tonight, August 24th at the Alamo Draft House on West Anderson. Of course, Jared and I uh, are always part of a show that's happening there. Tonight's show will be ho- hosted by Alan Butt and Cassidy Winicky, and I will be doing time on there as well as Raul Sanchez and Reed Clark and Melody Shiflet. Um, so fun. we got some out-of-town guests on that show tonight. What else? On the 25th... Oh, I do know one of Jared's... No, wait. No, that's not Jared. Sorry, I'm getting my friends mixed up. On the 25th, I'll be in Houston. Austin Smart and I, as well as Mahoney Slushy, will be going to Houston to do the Bad Idea show that starts at 8. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So if we have any Houston listeners, please join us for that. On Saturday, the 26th, I'll be doing Joey Zimmerman's show at the at Genuine Joe's at 8 o'clock. And then I am going to Denver next week. So on, win- on Wednesday, August 30th at 7.30, I'm doing the Malcontent Comedy Monthly Stand-Up Showcase at Jagged Mountain Brewery in Denver. And it is free, and I've heard it's awesome. So if we have any Denver listeners, join me there. I'd love to meet you. All right. Peace out, folks. International.